The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. So where exactly is your Abby, Abby? <laughs> hey, you want to hear dirty jokes? <laughs> Super weird, right? Dwarves always travel in single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> it's, around a little It's curve. sort of like a curved uterus. <laughs> Definitely going to take one of those creatures home with us. <laughs> Please stop collecting people. Talking sense with Abby. Did I stutter? Yeah, sorry. Uh, or am I? I don't know. One. Awesome. Olash, you throw him over your shoulder like a continental soldier. Uh, Ildov immediately invades your mind. <laughs> this old hammer's thirsty, if you know what I mean. Hey, we're looking for reviews from all of yous. Reviews move us up the charts and expose us to new listeners. So, if you want to have the opportunity to run into more strangers that know about us, then get your fingers off their finger butts and start a tip-tap typing a nice review. We are going to hit 50 episodes soon, which is crazy in and of itself. And it would be amazing for us to hit 50 reviews by then. Like, Crazy Town Banana Pants Amazing. So do us a solid and help someone else find the joy that is improvised weapons by giving us a nice old review. It costs you nothing, but to us, it means everything. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, uh, the party was continuing to travel along in their, their little convoy with Albie and Kathak in tow. Uh, they found a place to bed down for the night to get out of the rain in a cave and chatted for a little while. They shared some more information from the Tome of the Deep Wrath with Albie, and he had some insight to share about how they might go looking uh, to find this this uh, legendary item, Aja's Tear. Meanwhile, they uh, they all bedded down for the evening, and Ildov, on her watch, decided to, uh, maybe against her better judgment, let Gulric uh, stretch his legs a little bit. She took him out of his sack, she unbound right his legs, <laughs> and uh, he Jeez. kicked her in the shin and ran away like the little bitch that he is. Um, Ildov yelled for help. And uh, and Yarfik and Olash and Kathak sprang to aid her. Quick thinking by Olash, she asked Kathak to stay and guard the, those who were still sleeping. And one bat of her eyes, and he was just putty in her hands. <laughs> and he stood fast behind the fire to keep everybody safe, while Yarfik and Ildov and Olash went to track Gulric uh, down with a flying tackle. Olash pinned Gulric to the ground. Uh, where they were able to bind him again, and they they quickly came up with a plan for what they were going to do then. They made him up to uh, look like an average schmo, uh, and they came up with this story that he had been trying to steal from them, and that they were uh, they had captured him and were going to bring him along to Crossroads so they would leave him with the authorities. So they did 
that. Kathak bought it, hook, line, and sinker, and they went about the rest of their morning having breakfast. Both Yarfik and Olash attuned to the magical items that they had received recently. Uh, so Yarfik has a super cool new shield that like floats around him and stuff, and uh, Olash can jump really high and really far at will. So they're back on the road, heading towards Crossroads, and getting ever closer to uh, to saying goodbye to Albi, as they'll be soon approaching the turnoff to Pelder's Abbey. Uh, are you guys keeping the same marching order? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Cassian is probably not dodging and weaving through any as much anymore since we're not really trying to keep Kathak away from the wagon. Okay. Uh, also, I'm just gonna keep reading the tome of the deep, uh, the tome of clear thoughts. Okay. Because <laughs> Daybreak also threw you last time you were doing that, so. Yeah, but I don't, don't blame him. him. We were looking for you know we were looking for places to camp, and he gets he gets nervous when. Darkness approaches. That's fair. Because you both can't see in the dark. Well, because he's daybreak, you know, darkness is kind of his antithesis. <laughs> he doesn't exist at night. So we, <laughs> we need to run into like a bad guy that has a, a mount called darkness. There is a, a, a creature in the monster manual called a nightmare, mm-hmm. which is like a black horse with, with flames for hair. So maybe. So, yeah. Could be Daybreak's nemesis. Or soulmate. Oh! <laughs> Forbidden love. Yeah, it's a very Lady Hawk situation. Oh, That's a dated reference. Anyway, uh, so as you, you continue along down the road, uh, it's, you know, it's it's a little muddy out there, but otherwise the skies are clear. That rainstorm is, is clearly passed through as yeah. you continue on. Is it in Paramast yet, or are we... It is not in Paramast yet. Uh, you are still two days <clears throat> away. Uh, and as you continue along, uh, you, you travel, nothing really to speak of until eventually you come to that southern turnoff. And Albie says, well, uh, this is me. Thanks for your words of wisdom, Albie, and, uh, and your company and your delicious, delicious fiery ale. Oh, absolutely. I'm uh, happy to share and I appreciate it. I, I wish you all good luck with everything. Uh, I hope you uh, kill evil. Thank you. I'm sure we will. I'll I'll kill an extra one for you. Oh, <laughs> an extra evil. Uh, yeah. Don't don't, evil. don't go out of your way. <laughs> May Azir's light look upon you as you May go along. light shine on you. So much light. <laughs> Man, hanging out with the gods is just like being at a crazy rave. They're shining all kinds of lights. <laughs> at each other. So um, to this point, that you guys kind of have to make a decision uh, because Kathak's horse is currently. Helping pull Albie's wagon. Yeah, but he's close. How close is the abbey? The abbey's is probably another uh, five to six miles down that road. And he's got, but the, the one donkey can pull the cart. It, yeah, it physically can pull the cart. It'll just get in there slower. Is Albie not like offering to give us our horse back? Is he just like sitting there, like <laughs> waiting for us to? Like... He's he's just like chatting with Kathak still and just saying like, oh, you know. Appreciated the company. It was nice to have you along. It's uh, you're a good conversationalist. It's uh, it was good to have you along. So they're just sort of you know they bonded a little bit. Well, I feel like he's only five miles away. I mean, we don't, if we get Kathak back on his horse, we can get going. Yeah, he's not on a time crunch anymore, right? He can pull the wagon with one donkey. He'll yeah, just be slower. Can. So let's take the horse. I mean, it's up to Kathak, I guess. It is true. It's up to Kathak. It's his horse. What, what do you want to do, Kathak? Well, um, I um, I don't know. After everything that happened yesterday, I uh, not sure I want to. Leave him alone. Uh, leave what, if, what if there's another pack of gnolls? True. Mm. Do you want to go with him then and kind of watch his back? I mean, perhaps I, perhaps I should, and then I can follow along and meet you all in Crossroads. 
Or where where are you going? Well, I think if we can't find any clues in Crossroads as to where this thicket is that we're looking for, probably Brightcleft next, in hopes that someone there will know. We'll uh, show you. Yes, perhaps perhaps I will travel with Albie to the Abbey. Then I will I will follow along and meet up with you at a later time. I mean that works for me. Check something. Yep. That's fine. Uh, if we move on, I'll let you know. I can use uh, the spell of sending and let you know where we're going. Okay. Okay. So he gets down. Uh, he he had left like a couple of of things that he had had on him in the wagon, and he goes and grabs those things and shakes hands all around. Hey, and hey, I'm gonna get... tell. I'm gonna look at Olash and telepathically tell her to kiss him goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes to Olash last, and he sort of like looks at you sheepishly and then holds out a hand. <laughs> gonna shake his hand. Shake his hand. <sighs> And uh, he says, um, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure fighting by your side. Likewise. We'll do of, it again soon. Ooh, I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> he turns around, skips. <laughs> <laughs> Leaps away. Yeah. <laughs> Leaps to the mountains. Uh, no, he, uh, he turns around and just with, with like a, you know, a spring in his step, walks back over to the cart, mounts up beside Albie, uh, beside Albie, and, uh, and they turn off and go down the road. So you all can continue on, Cathoclis, for the moment. How you how you holding up, Olash? <laughs> pretty pretty good. Okay, great, <laughs> great. All right, on to Crossroads. Um, now, uh, I sort of pull, pull everybody into a huddle, uh, just because I don't want to hear Gullrick here what I'm about to say. Uh, I have a plan for how we're going to ditch. So are you all huddling on horseback? Yeah. <laughs> the horse's nose are together in like a four-leaf clover shape. I don't together. have a horse. Okay, well then we're... <laughs> it's like <laughs> this configuration here. We're sort of like just it's around. It's all we can hear. Oh. Well then, all right, fine. Get off your horse and come, <laughs> come with us. Or get off the wagon. So I before mean. getting back on the road, yeah. you stand at the turnoff and you all have a um, chit-chat. I have a, a spell that I can use to make, to compel Gulric to confess to being a cart robber. So they'll hold him hopefully in the Crossroads jail, at least through Imperamast, so you know we can get him out of the way for whatever plan he's undertaking and, and you know leave him hopefully far enough behind us that he can't screw with us. I mean, he's everyone? a pretty powerful wizard. Yeah, are we worried about him being able to cast spells? He might be. We'll tell them he's a. We'll tell them he's a spellcaster and tell them to keep him bound. And gagged. They, they may not have the means to hold him for very long, even bound and gagged, unless there's people there that are of higher level, or higher standing in, in the magical field. They may not be able to keep him. What can he do without his hands and voice? If he gets out, is say that say they're feeding him, say they're bathing him, say anything else. I... What's he, our alternative option sounds here? Like a pretty, him with us uh, on the luxurious whole... jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the alternative Come, is... Come, it's time for my feeding bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the alternative is to drag him with us all the way to the mountains and have him right there with us, ready to... Ready to screw up our plans if he he's going. Yeah, to I don't think away. he should come with us, but no. we just got to make sure that they. We got to think of a way to let them know that he should remain gagged. I know there's like a reason that I'm just forgetting, but wh why aren't we just killing him? I don't. I don't, I don't feel great about killing 
helpless people. Like it's one thing in the middle of battle or like, yeah, it's when like you're one thing when he's, when he's like actively us. trying to kill us, but and at all points he's probably trying to in his own way or devising plans to. Yeah. I'm just like wondering if this is sort of like a, a greater good scenario of like uh, he's pretty evil. He the thing is I he's d- evil to a point where he gave of himself to become evil. But like okay, yes, he's he's evil. It sort of doesn't sound like the big. Th- bad thing that's going to happen depends that much on him, though. You know what I mean? Like killing well, he's already him done his gonna, part. Right, so killing him at this point isn't going to stop any further evil from happening. I mean, except to the extent that he's a bad guy and will do will probably hurt And he's people. done horrible, horrible things. But at that's least. why we put him into the justice system. I don't know. But not as him. He's not getting justice for being him. He's getting justice for being a cart robber, which he's not. Okay, so it's a it's a gray area, but we, I don't think we are feeling like he was likely to get real justice in Bostafier either. Very true. The other, the other thing I thought about with your entire story is we say a cart robber is a wizard, you know, of great portent. Why would they rob a cart of four adventurers? Who said, who said anything about hey. great portent? Just tell him he's a two-bit hedge Could wizard. we turn him into the ORE? What were you going to say, Eldar? There is an ORE person there. Sorry. What were you going to say, Eldar? I mean... I don't like sometimes wizards can be down on their luck. Yeah. Maybe he's just going through a rough patch and he needed some food. I mean, if assuming that I can break through his mental defenses, we can get him to confess to basically anything. We don't have to go with the cart robber story now that those two are gone. I say we bring him to the ORE and let them know he's a magic user using it without a license. Yo. I'm worried he might have contacts. I am too. Yes, I understand, but you're also not doing horrible, you didn't do horrible things to people to bring on a great impending evil. You, you, You have a lot of different things going on with you and you do use magic in a different way, but you're not a bad person. You're not an evil person. All right, no, yeah, I know that, of course. I'm just saying like, maybe let's not invite a closer inspection by the ORE. We, you don't have to be there when we bring him in. I mean, I could bring him in by myself. I'm worried he might have connections in the OR. Yeah, I'm sure he does. And I don't. And we don't have that. We don't have any of the proof that he, you know, is is like that evil overlord. Are there any like powerful wizards, wizard criminals who are like wanted by the ORE that we could disguise him as? Sure. Roll uh, intelligence. On a side part, uh, does he? Did we notice that everything we brought him out of that sack has ORE tattoos? Uh, you already noticed that he didn't have them. Okay. Nat twenty. Nice. All right. On an intelligence check. <laughs> They're Knowles. They're Knowles. Uh, Olas just happened to be staying up late night one night watching Bostafier's Most Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, Infamous wizards of. of uh, there. Uh, yeah, I mean, there. There are like. Famous wizarding criminals. Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> no, Harry Potter. The, no one's named that. That's so stupid. He's um, been called in for aura brutality. Uh, people are <laughs> people are saying he roughed up some. He's got some a bit dark of a complex. Yeah. Uh, no, there there are some uh, some like famous fugitives. Uh, there is a uh, a, a very uh, duplicitous sorcerer named Tanner the Spry who is has evaded capture numerous times that you you've you've heard descriptions of him so you know that he's got that he's got like raven like jet black hair that is that's short cropped and he has a scar over one eye and like the, the you know the major things like no one really knows what he looks like exactly but you you know enough of the things that you could you you feel like you could describe it well enough for them to sort of 
disguise him as that and then, you know, convince them long enough that he is Tanner the Spry. I, something just occurred to me, actually. I So the spell that I was thinking of using to make him confess, I, I could just as easily use it to make him confess his actual crimes. So that might actually that might help ensure that he doesn't wriggle out of it, and then then maybe that's a more long-term solution because they'll really know what they're dealing with, and that way the ORE gets some warning about what's coming as well. It's riding a lot on one spell. Do you guys have any way to what spell is it? Suggestion. Uh, I can command him to confess. I command person. Uh, well, suggestion is more broad. Isn't command like limited to a one-word course of action? The suggestion I can make, you know tell him to do basically anything that's not directly like actually like physically harming himself and it'll last for eight hours long enough for us to get out of dodge i i feel i feel better with him confessing his actual crimes the other part of the whole thing of the the wizard that's the other infamous wizards is you know we get this person caught by the re they think the case is closed all of a sudden we run into this wizard out in the world you know still hurting people i i like him better confessing his own crimes and we let the re know Ildov, you don't have to go anywhere near it. We don't have to bring it anywhere nearby. Yeah, you can hang back. Although, do you have? Do either of you have any any uh, spells that can sort of reduce his mental defenses to make it more likely for this to work? I can make him blind or deaf. Uh, unless that affects his wisdom save. I don't. Know. It does not. <laughs> I mean, I can enhance ability on you while you're, while you're doing it. Yeah, that also doesn't change my save DC, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't really have anything that'll. I mean, I can cause psychic damage. Water walk. <laughs> yeah, dazzle him. Let him make him think you're Jesus. Who? <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, I'm really curious. Who is this Jesus? Um, it's just like this really cool guy who has a lot of ideas about like, harmony. He he lives in my hometown. <laughs> then he disappeared into the desert. No one knows where he went. How? I heard his blood is wine. <laughs> How does so? How does suggestion work? Like, would would it have to be like we bring him there and then you cast it and like if it fails we're fucked or? No, I mean it can be complex enough to say go surrender yourself to the ORE and confess your crimes. So we would know beforehand if it didn't work and we had to come up with a new plan. Yeah, I'd be okay. able to tell. I'd be able to tell if he made his save right. I mean, the only other thing I do is that if we had it, if we had to be in the room with him, I can cast Zone of Truth. So he's fighting both of those. True. I'd like to avoid us having to even interact with the RE that much, though. Oh, we can check in and see. Maybe they know something about the thicket. Suggestion. Uh, you suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this effect. The suggestion must be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. Asking the creature to stab itself, throw itself onto a spear, immolate itself, etc., end the spell. A target must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save and pursues the course of action you described to the best of its ability. Do, do, do. If the suggested activity can be completed in a shorter time, the spell ends when the subject finishes what you asked it to do. You can also specify conditions that will trigger a special activity during the duration. Uh, if you or any of your companions damage the target, the spell ends. So, doesn't say what happens on a oh, save. on a save that it makes. So you don't necessarily know. All right. Well, if here's here's but it does thinking. last for eight hours. We tell him to surrender himself to the ORE if he doesn't immediately start walking over to the ORE. I, you know, we'll know it didn't work. And in theory, I can cast it three times if you know we get three tries with it. But it'd be better if we could weaken his defenses. But well, like I, I said, the worst comes to worst, if we had to get him into the ORE office and then I can cast on the truth, he'll have to tell them if they ask him. He has to tell the truth. He doesn't have to talk. It's true. He doesn't have to talk. 
It's just if he speaks, he has to tell the truth. Um, here's the other question then. Can, can Because I know you have command as well, right? No. Just suggestion and... Yeah, just suggestion. Okay. So does, does command stack on top of that if someone else casts it? They say talk. Like, so I put him in the room, they say talk. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's not, like, stacking. They're two completely different spells. Okay, I just know they cancel each other out or anything else. But the other thing is, like, to just say talk, he could say gibberish, and mm-hmm. it would still be fulfilling that command. True. It depends on how smart he is about it. Which and he's, he's called smart. Like, yeah. Does, I mean... What kind of save is suggestion? We'll wisdom. Save wisdom. DC 15. You know, we know he has decent wisdom saves, but I at this point I don't have... a better plan i don't know the you other time to think about it the alternative is to just march him in there and make our own accusations but that'll just hold us up in so much bureaucracy and i just want to get into those sweet sweet mountains <laughs> sometimes you have to cut through red tape to get where you need to go okay so are we good on this we good on this plan yep i'm right. on board okay so you all mount up yeah and uh continue to travel on towards crossroads uh let's get some perception checks oh now roll it on the table, Fred. 15. 14. 20 not natural. Lindsay, can you kick my die over to me? <laughs> if you roll a 1 after all of this, <laughs> I'm going to love it. No, that is a 22. Not natural. 22. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so, uh, and you got a 20? Not above? natural, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so Cassian and Ildov, while you are, are traveling along, uh, keeping your heads on a swivel, you know, I mean, there's nothing really happening. It's a pretty nice day. But you hear these sounds coming off some sort of northward uh, that kind of sound like explosions. And they're, they're relatively far off, but, you know, still, if you can hear them, that means they're probably pretty loud. Okay, I alert the group to them. Uh, can I see? I'm looking in that direction. Do I see anything? Any plumes of smoke or just... Just exploding noises. You just hear those noises, and then all of a sudden you feel this, like, hum slash vibration coming from your pack. From my pack? Oh, snap. Maybe it's the RE stone. I dig through my pack, finding, looking for whatever's vibrating. And it is the, that, that small obsidian stone is, is vibrating and sort of, like, glowing blue. I, uh pick it up and look at it and I say go for Cassian uh, <laughs> uh, so it's not a it's not a walkie talkie <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, when when the stone uh, hums that means that there is an ORE contract available in the area you're uh-huh. in you just need to stop at the closest ORE station and uh, okay. show them the stone essentially and they will give you all the deets cool that's the way we're going yeah we're going that way anyway sweet so we head on to crossroads then i guess so you continue on uh you continue to hear the explosions for another couple of minutes or so you don't see anything it's too far off um and then eventually they sort of peter out it might be that you're getting too far away you're not sure but either way you sort of stop hearing them um and then you begin to approach crossroads noise you see the town off in the distance uh, approaching the town, you see there are a few wagons queued up in the road uh, just outside the gate, and there are some folks buzzing around the one closest to the gate itself. And you can see each of the the people buzzing around the wagon. They're all wearing, like, linen surgical masks. Ooh, let's, um... Fairly soon, that wagon is waved through, and the next one moves forward, and those same people with the linen surgical max- masks, they talk to the person driving the wagon a little bit, and then they start sort of, like, combing over it and giving it the once-over. Um, you guys gonna sort of pull up into the queue? That's the way in. 
Yeah, I guess I, I make sure that Belric is tidied up and sitting still. <laughs> so um, you, you clean him up? Yeah. De-stinkify him? Mm-hmm. Make sure everything, his bonds are very tight. Okay, so yeah, and check his bonds and yeah. everything. Uh, so yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. retightened. Yeah. He's all he's all good. He's tight, tight. Tight, tight, tight. And uh, actually, while we're heading in, Ildov, can you whip up some f- fake uh, ORE tattoos with your Oh yeah, I have kit? a disguise kit and fake papers. Sweet. That's Valera. Is like yeah, she can, can she can Valera up at this point. Yeah, because she oh, actually yeah. don't have the Ori tattoo. Oh. Either. I was, yeah, okay. So out of character, the kind of the way that I've been thinking of how this probably works is that once Cassian is formally inducted into Bardic College, that's when he's gonna like sign up for like for the Ori. Like right now, he's still thinking of himself as sort of a bar, like you're on a gap a year. trainee bard sort mm-hmm. of. I don't know. So Which you haven't told us at all. Well, I'm not gonna say it in so many words. I'm freaking Cassian, <laughs> but like no, he's a master. It, I don't know. Will that will that fly with the re? Like, is that like how? Is, I don't know. Roll intelligence. Uh, that is sixteen. From your experience in in the other mm-hmm. like with the other bards that you've spoken to, the re doesn't tend to worry about bards all that much. Oh, okay. Um, they, they're they a lot less stringent on them because they consider them to not tap into a power as directly or powerfully as wizards or sorcerers do. <laughs> so they, they're pretty lenient with it. I mean, there, there okay. are certainly bards that are members of the ORE, and should right. you exhibit some sort of like extreme magical prowess in front of a member, they will certainly question it. Okay. But for the most part, they're like, bards, psh, all right, forget it then. <laughs> forget the tats. I'll just fly under the radar. So as you you pull into the queue, uh, Ildov, you Valera up and and prep your disguise. The next wagon gets waved through. You guys now are second in line, and the the wagon directly in front of you. You can uh, uh, Yarfik roll perception real quick. Twenty two. Twenty two. Uh, so you can you can overhear what the uh, the guard in the linen surgical mask is talking to the the driver of that wagon about. Um, apparently, there has been uh, there have been reports of an outbreak of what's known as Tarper's pox. Do I know what Tarper's pox is? Roll intelligence. Eleven. You've you've heard it mentioned before. All you know about it is that it's it's a disease that is like pretty nasty, but you don't know what it does. You know that you don't want it, uh, and that's enough to know. But the um, the guard is is you know explaining to this person like we we have heard there are outbreaks uh, of of Tarper's pox, so we're just checking everything that comes through to make sure that nothing contaminated is making its way in. So we need to check everything in your wagon. So they begin to go through. Uh, they like they check the driver of the wagon as well, and then they go through and they check. They open up all of their boxes. I'd say I'm gonna like, let you know that the, the, you know we tell them up front that we have a prisoner. Well, right? We're not up there yet. They're oh. doing the other. One. Oh, okay. But I'm letting you guys know that's what they're checking for. Okay. And so I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna let them know we have a prisoner in the back. Yeah. So that it's not gonna be any surprises. Uh, so about ten minutes or so goes by as they finish checking that wagon. Then they're waved through, and you guys come up, and guard comes up to you wearing a linen surgical mask, and he goes, "Hi there." Um, Okay, so there have been, uh, there's, we got scattered reports of outbreaks of Tarper's pox from uh, all over, so we're just uh, checking everybody that comes through, making sure everything is square, making sure everything's good. So, uh, first of all, are you aware of anybody in your caravan here that has Tarper's pox? Not that I know of. Okay, good. That is a good answer. To the What's your name, question. by the way? I'm the one asking the questions. I know, I'm just trying to be friendly, sorry. Okay, I'm just trying to do my job. Okay. Okay. 
So no one on your, your thing has tarp response. Great. Are you aware of where all the food that you are carrying or have eaten in the last seven days has come from? Yes, we are. Good. That is also good. Uh, do you have any items or anything you wish to declare? We have a prisoner in the back that was trying to rob from us on the road. We're bringing them to justice here. See, he's a magic user. I show him the ORE stone. We're ORE contractors. Uh, don't take his gag off because he could cast a yeah. pretty nasty spell at you. Okay, well, uh, you see, that's going to be a problem because we need to we need to check all of you for tarpers pox. And mm-hmm. one of the places that symptoms first start to show is corners of the mouth. So we are going to need to remove his gag. That's okay. Can we bring out the ORE representative here to be here with us just in case? Look, there there is already a line forming behind you. Why oh, yeah, you say you could make him like? Oh, we can tell him to be silent. Yeah. Yeah, we can. You, you can you can compel him to be silent. I can. Okay. Uh, questioning is over. We now need to check everything. Uh, that you all have on your persons and uh, everything that you've got in the wagon. Sounds fine to me. Uh, so they begin to go through checking. While he's uh, distracted, I'm going to, um, as sort of surreptitiously as I can, uh, cast Bane on Gulric to uh, lower his chances of saving. He's, he gets to make a save to that, too. But yeah. I have that. We have a year, the one casting command. Right, I'm saying, but for your other thing, for suggestion, I can cast Bane on as well. Great. Good uh, so what's the save? Uh, it's a charisma save, DC 15. Charisma. Does not make it. Okay, so he'll subtract a D4 from his attempt to save to John's command. Yep. So they go through and they begin to start checking everything. They go to, to each of you individually and they say, uh, you know, please turn out your pockets. We just need to check what you have. Open this bag. Open that sack. Uh, what's in here? Blah, blah, blah. Going through. Standard TSA. Yeah, standard TSA. They also give each of you a once over, specifically checking the corners of your eyes and the corners of your mouth. Uh, they also ask you to like roll up your sleeves if you have sleeves on just to, to check everything. And you all pass with flying colors. Uh, and then they come to the point where they're like, okay, now we need to uh, check your prisoner. Okay. Uh, let's uh, get him out of the wagon here. Okay. Put him on the so side. You get him out. Before we take the gag off, I cast command and I say, silence. I'll subtract one from his save for this. Oh, uh, yeah, well, he rolled a four, so. Okay. <laughs> uh, he is quiet. Uh, you remove the gag from him, and he like moves his jaw, and you can see he's trying to speak. Mm-hmm. No sound is coming out. And uh, they, they give him the once over, they check the corners of his eyes, they check the corners of his mouth, they they roll up his sleeves determine that he's okay. Can we re-gag him, please? Uh, yeah, if that's your prerogative. Well, yep. Spell best's around. Yeah. So. Yeah. Re-gag him. Um, so, they, so you re-gag him, and they say, okay, you are free to, to enter the city. Thank you very much. Uh, And you guys go in. The the wagon that had pulled up behind you at this point now pulls in, uh, and they start dealing with them. So you have... You've solved my gate puzzle. <laughs> I asked them, oh, as we're going in, I asked them if they know where the ORE guild hall is. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. It's uh, If you go down through to the center of town, it's off to the left, past the, the weather vane. Great. Thank you very much. The weather vane is the name of an inn. It's not a... An actual okay. weather vane. <laughs> but it has a weather vane on it. I it has like a, a dope one. gaudy-ass <laughs> weather vane on it. This thing is like... Is it the Cassian Von Demos of weather vanes? <laughs> I might as well be. This thing is one hell of a cockroll. It is All right. like... I heard, I heard cockroll. Sorry, not cockroll. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's like a rickroll, but better. Ugh. So you make your way into town, um, and you, you start to... You know, you can see what's there. It's not a very big town, per se. Like, it is... 
It's called Crossroads for a reason. It's where roads cross, and this town just sort of sprung up around it. It's a pass-through. So there are a number of inns there for, for weary travelers to spend the night. There are some taverns for people who just want to go have a good time. There's a public stable that's connected to a large warehouse, which you can deduce is for a place for people to stow their, stow their livestock and also stow their goods safely. Uh, if they're traveling with such. There's a blacksmith in town. There's a general store that's right sort of on the central square. There is a rookery as well. And then there is the uh, the ORE station. And then besides that, there's a whole bunch of housing, uh, assumedly for all of the people who work and live here. Do you want to go straight to the ORE or, or do you want to store our stuff first and drag them over there? I'd say ORE first, right? Uh, well, actually, once we do the suggestion, we'll be on a clock. So yeah. maybe get everything else settled first, like find an inn to stay in and everything. Oh, although, are we even going to be spending the night? Probably I don't know. We may, we may may not. We can do it later if we want to. Right now, we need to get him into custody and check out what the Ari contract is. True. That may be urgent. Yeah, let's let's head straight for the Ari. Are we good with that, guys? Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. You follow the directions you were given. Uh, you pass the weather vane, and sure enough, up on top, there is a gigantic weather vane that is just this gaudy cockerel with like stained glass pieces set in it chromed out practically like this thing shines it is atrocious is that your family crest (laughs) i've never seen that before in my life i want it though (laughs) (laughs) a trinket for david mounted on a hat (laughs) is that just on top of the wagon people people will know her always know which way the wind is blowing yeah uh, but you find the ORE station house okay. um, and so, sort of park all your stuff outside. All right, so here's what I'm thinking. Sequence of events. Okay, I'm, and I'm, we're huddling away from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, we take him out. You cast Bane on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of us holds him at, you know, a knife to his throat and tell him not to cast any spells. We ungag him, and I'll cast Suggestion on him, tell him to walk in and confess his crimes. And if he starts walking in, we'll know that it took and then we'll head in with him, like as though we're sort of holding him at some point. We'll leave his hands bound either way. Good with that? I like it. All right, so we do that, essentially. Do you want to cast your... Sure, I'll cast Bane on him. What's DC? DC is a charisma save 14. That's a 16. I can try it again. No reason not to, I feel like. That's up to you. I'll blow all my spells. Burn in spell slots. And Bane. Uh, that is an 18. Okay, okay I am down to one right, first level it. spell left. I'll, I'll just do it without the Bane. It's fine. All right, so I... I hold a knife to his throat and I say, say nothing until I tell you to. Take the gag off and then I'll cast suggestion and I'll say... You could cast suggestion on him before that, you know. Yeah, but... It lasts eight hours. Yeah, but I'm figuring it'll be like one smooth... Mo- like as soon as I, as soon as the suggestion takes, he's going to start walking in and he needs to have the gag off to okay, confess. that's fair, that's fair. So I take it off and I say, walk into the ORE, confess your crimes and surrender and say nothing about us trying to... Com- uh, about us compelling you to surrender. What's the DC? 15. No, but what is? Oh, wisdom. Wisdom. So he hears that and immediately starts walking forward. Sweet. All right. So I... Can I roll insight and make sure that I think he's actually under a spell? Sure. I'm going to go ahead and do that, too. I mean, Cassie's definitely trying to figure out. Uh, 22. <laughs> Great, because that's a 7 for me. <laughs> uh, 22... He is absolutely walking forward. He did it the instant that that Cassian uh, cast the spell. You're not so sure that he's going to do what Cassian told him to do. 
I don't think it worked. Okay, I, I, don't think I worked. repeat the suggestion. I say again, um, let me be very clear, Gulric. Walk in there, confess to all of your crimes and surrender, and say nothing of us compelling you to do so. You see his body, like, stiffen for a moment, and then he continues walking forward. Can I roll inside again and see if I can it's taken? I'll also do that. Uh, eight? <laughs> God damn. Uh, 19. This time, it... You think it, it works. Great. Okay, so we walk in lockstep with him. I'm, you know, have my rapier drawn on him. And we head into the ORE guild hall. Okay. Do you say welcome? Yeah, I say welcome. We brought a criminal to justice. I've got my uh, messenger stone in the other hand. Okay. So as you walk in, uh, you see a uh, in this small building, the, uh, the front room that you enter has uh, some bookcases on the side. There's a little reading nook between them with some high-backed chairs. Uh, on the other side of the room, there's a glass display case with various vials and some other things in it. You can't see them all. Uh, there's a large mahogany desk. There's also some uh, what look like sort of like bookcase slash file cabinet things in the middle of the room. And then sitting in one of the high-backed chairs is a red-skinned humanoid uh, with two mismatched horns growing out of her head. One of them twists straight up like an antelope's horn, and the other one uh, is a, in a big curl like a ram's horn. I'm not in the room. Right? Yeah, you are yeah, not. I hung back. Each of her horns has uh, rings hung on it, and like, she's very decked out in flair. Uh, she wears standard ORE robes, though they seem to have accents added to them, and they've been altered a little bit to sort of be more form-fitting. And she is currently reading a book and petting a purring creature that is sitting on her lap. As you walk in and say welcome, her tail snakes over her head and lifts her glasses off the bridge of her nose. Uh, as she lowers her book with a devilish smile on her face, she says, Oh, you're cute. What can I do for you? <laughs> I say, Well, thank you. Uh, I love your horns. The, it's, a, it's a really delightful asymmetry. Oh, <clears throat> I am poshed. The pleasure is yours. Uh, Cassian von Demos, uh, hero of legend, attorney at law, expert tunneler, uh, ladies' man. So in the middle of man. you saying this, Gulric continues to march forward yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and interrupts you oh, yeah. and says, uh, m- my, name is, uh, my name is Gulric de Twap, and I have uh, been leading uh, a cult in the city of Vastavir. Uh, we worship Elder Zone, uh, the, the Deep Wrath. The, that who which will rise to ruin, and we have slowly been been paving the way for his rise, uh, which will come in two days' time on Imperamast, and 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 we have uh, killed and stolen and done whatever was necessary to make sure that the world is ready for his rise. <sighs> I say, yeah. So this is what uh, we wanted to talk with okay. you about. Um, I, I regag him as soon as he's done. I say. We uh, we captured this man and disrupted uh, some of his cult's plans, but um, we thought it was best if he'd be brought to justice by authorities who would know how to deal with a spellcaster. He's also that's been what... using magic outside of Oari. He's not an Oari member, and he's yeah, been using that's why dangerous magics. Ah, let me take a look at him. Please do. Yarfik Stormhammer, by the way. Pleasure. She gets up. As she gets up, the uh, creature she was petting on her lap uh, spreads two large leathery wings, flaps up into the air, and nestles on top of one of the bookcases. It's a crow. Um, it is a... Actually, the two of you roll intelligence real quick. <laughs> 20. Not natural. Uh, 15. Cassian, you've heard of pseudo-dragons before, but you've never seen one in real life. And it shocks you how much it just looks like a miniature red dragon. 
and uh, she she sees you notice it and says, uh, "Oh, don't mind Liebchen. He's a sweetheart." Uh, how could I? He's he's magnificent. In doing that, she walks over to Gulric and she starts to sort of take a look. She she uh, goes. She like walks around him and does sort of the three sixty, and then takes both of his hands and turns them over so she can look at the backs of his uh, the backs of his palms to see if there's anything there. Obviously, no tattoos exist. Uh, she also like takes one of his hands between two of hers and just sort of closes her eyes and you can see her mumbling things uh, under her breath and then she opens her eyes and she goes ah oh, well this is uh, yes it's a very good thing that you brought him to me I can uh, I can certainly take care of this for you I will uh, stow him I've got sales places if he can put him so to keep him safe and, and I will get in contact with Zoari to uh, you know, have someone sent out so we can take him into proper custody. We That's an enormous it. relief. Yeah, he's he's responsible for burning down the Ori Guildhouse in Bastavier and yeah. killing the person there. Members of his cult uh, killed Hamish. Hamish yes. is dead. We. Oh God, that is, that's terrible. Yes, he was a good he was a good man. In the short time we knew him, that was our impression as well. Well, uh, um, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I'll take him off your hands. Of could could I pet your your creature? No, uh, Liebchen. Yes. Uh, you certainly can. Uh, I would, I would caution you mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that you pet in in the direction from head to tail. Of course, not from tail to head. He okay. does not like that. Of course. Uh, and um, yeah, have fun. I say, uh, uh, and also when you're done processing, you know, uh, Gorik here, we'd be very interested to know what the contract is. I, I hold up my buzzing stone. Oh, oh, this, uh, this gets more interesting by the moment. Uh, I'll be right back. She Thank goes you. into the, the back room. And you see there's like a brief flash of light. Then she comes back <clears throat> out. Uh, sans Gulric, you are going to roll to handle handling. handling. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see if I get better yep. or not. And uh, did she just neuralize him? You don't know. Nope, this is going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> seven. Seven. Uh, so you go over... Uh, and can I? I'm just curious. I know about pseudo dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Can I warn him what's going to happen if he messes it up? Uh, well, he already rolled. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, he already rolled, so it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> uh, but you go over. Uh, hold on, I have to take out a Sorry. character sheet. No, it's fine. Don't apologize. I just wanted to pet the pseudo dragon. So you go over, and um, the the thing about pseudo dragons is that they don't speak, but they do have this sort of psychic resonance communication where where they don't even communicate with like language uh, the way that Ildov can communicate psychically uh, with people but you do get sort of like feelings so they can imprint feelings on you so that's like they can let their owner know they're hungry by just giving them this feeling of like hunger within them you immediately get this feeling of like hey don't touch me but you're like, ah, I know animals. <laughs> I've, I've had a good track record so far. So you you go over and please don't fight this um, And it's it's up on top of a bookcase, and you're a dwarf. <laughs> so you're just like standing at the bottom of the bookcase, like jumping, like come here, come on, you're pretty dragon. And it sort of like snakes its head down over to look down at you. And and just like blows smoke out of its nostrils. Okay. It makes no effort to get any closer to you. Uh, but, you know, not every animal likes me. I understand. I just, okay. One might argue very few animals so far have liked you. <laughs> really? Because our you oxen. That horse. I did fight the horse, and I won. Yeah, but I don't think you made any friends. <laughs> no, but Beatrice, Beatrice and Claude are my friends, and and yeah, and, and, and the donkey didn't bite me like somebody else. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the donkey. All right, touche. 
Well, gentlemen. Uh, Posht, was it? Posht. Posht. So I'm so glad we finally had a response to the contract. It's been some time. You may have heard, or at least heard people talking about, I don't know how long you've been in town, uh, that the, the loud explosions coming from the North West? Yes? We heard them on the road, yes. Yes. Uh, several hunters in the area have been spooked, and they, uh, none have really had the stones to look into it any further, but the most we've been able to get from reports is that one hunter saw water up above the trees on a day when the skies were clear. We're not entirely sure what that means, but we do believe that this is magical in nature and we would like it investigated. Uh, there is compensation. Is it in a specific place? Or just all over the woods? Uh, it's It's been uh, in a certain area of the woods. Uh, as I said, none of them have gone close enough to really pinpoint anything. You, you said you saw water above the trees. This this is a report that we've uh, been given. I, I, I have no uh, personal eyewitness to this. I hope you wouldn't think it crass for me to ask what uh, how, what the compensation would be. Uh, well, the compensation is is uh, four hundred gold. That would go a long ways. Definitely would. Um, let us. Uh, we have a couple of members of our team who are watching our supplies outside. Do you mind if we just confer with them real quick? Not at all. Can, can I meet them? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's perfectly I'd fine. So. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, come on out. Um, as I, uh, you know. As as we're exiting the door, I'm calling out to you know Olash and Valera. and uh, Oh yeah, you're going by Valera while we're in town. I say, uh, Olash Valera, uh, this is uh, Posh from the ORE. As you are leaving the ORE, uh, as you're going out the door, Posh is is calling out to Lipshin and just saying, Oh Lipshin, I'll be back in just a moment. You're so good. I love you so much. Oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> uh, and she comes out the door, oh. and. Uh, she and she's introduced to both Olash and Valera. And Valera, you see a being with two horns. Um, Poshed Valera. So, so I, yeah. So I see her, and I, and I kind of go, oh, <laughs> hi. She sees you. She sees the. Uh, she sees your tats. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Oh, a comrade in arms. Where do you hail from?" Oh, just. <clears throat> oh. Far away. <laughs> oh. Someone likes to play close to the chest. It's well, it's just like a super small village. You've probably never heard of it. <laughs> All right, that's that's fine. You don't have to tell me. Perhaps we can talk later. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> uh, well, you uh, you wanted to confer, so yeah. the, the, you can give them the details of the contract as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no doubt uh, your companions already told me that you heard the explosions coming from the northwest and. We want them uh, investigated. We want to know what the cause of it is. We believe it is magical in nature. And the reward is 400 gold. I'm uh, I'm interested in investigating. I don't know about you. Uh, I'm going to tell... I telepathically communicate to Cassian. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should do this. I, uh, I didn't tell you guys this, but the, the other... Last night... Last night? Yeah. Yep. I was... Uh, I had a dream where I was visited, um, and I was told that... The, that someone with two horns or something with two horns would complicate mm. matters and that it would be best to avoid. Okay, I don't give any outward sign that I'm hearing her in my head, but um, but I say, okay, well, um, so that's that's about the size of it. I, you know, I say to the team, you know, what do we all think about following this up? I, I'm, I'm, I'll admit that I'm intrigued. On the other hand, we are in some what of a time crunch, as you all know. I turn to Posh and I say, the. Um, cult that uh, our, our prisoner described to you, we're 
We're working to stop it. We're, uh, well, not to put too fine a point on it, but we're prophesized heroes. We need to find a thicket that should not be uh, guarded by creatures that should not be. Um, and the faster the better. I don't suppose you know what that, where that... Somewhere in the mountains is all we know. I don't spend too much time in the mountains. Uh, you might want to ask around some of the taverns or inns and see if any of the other locals are aware, but... Uh, I mean, I, un I understand, of course, we all have things to do. This mm -hmm. is not your job specifically to take care of. Uh, I mean, of course, sooner would be better. Right. Should another group come along, they may steal the opportunity right out from under you. And don't you just hate it when something squirms <laughs> out from under you? <laughs> uh, depends on the nature of the squirming. Let's see. Uh, team, let's take a vote. Who wants to investigate this and who wants to continue on uh, as fast as possible with our Did mission? we hear your telepathic thing? No. Okay. I mean, you can beam it to them, too. But I can, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, before, as Cassian is asking us to take a vote, I telepathically check in with Olash, and I'm like, we shouldn't do this. I had a dream, and it said that we should avoid something with two horns, so, and then I say the same thing to Yarvik. You guys are all spending quite a time thinking about this. <laughs> We're a very thoughtful group. That's, uh, that's fine. I don't want I, I, any task worth doing is worth thinking about first. Here's my thinking. This mission of ours is somewhat time critical. We're heading north anyways. It's possible we'll run into this um, disturbance on the road if if that should happen and if we're able to discover the nature of it. Yarfik here has uh, magic granted by the gods. He could send he could use a sending spell to to tell you the information and maybe you could hold on to our reward for us for when we come back through uh, yes that would be that would be wonderful i'm more than happy to do so yes uh, no absolutely yeah. like, as i said it's it's not your responsibility alone to do it but should you find that you have the time it would be appreciated uh, if you are able to find any insight into the outbreaks of topless parks as well that would also be useful but it is mm -hmm. lower on the totem pole so to speak Got Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, we'll keep our, our eyes and ears, ears peeled. Our eels peeled. Our, keep our, our eels peeled. Our eels peeled. <laughs> That's, That's a saying where I come from. There's our title right there. <laughs> eels peeled. Um, yeah, it, uh, we probably won't go too far out of our way to investigate it, but if if uh, we come upon it in our travels, we'll definitely let you know what's up. Uh, are there, is there anyone in town, you mentioned something about the taverns and the inns, is there anyone else you can think of that might know anything about uh, this thicket I mentioned? Well, uh, let me think for a moment. Um, I feel like there are some... I mean, there are always rumours going about town, of course. You know how small towns are. Naturally. Of course, of course, you know how small towns are. You come from a small town, as you said. There are... Um, you may want to seek out uh, Francis. And who's that? Uh, Francis is a, is a gnome. He's uh, a, the, is a, a local doctor. Uh, and I know he, he travels uh, up the mountain ways every so often. He may, he may be a good person to, for you to, to seek out. Good suggestion. Thank you. Um, do you know uh, of any bards in the area, by the way? Uh, I believe there's one in residence right now at the, uh, at the Stock Contrast. Okay. Uh, can, where where would find, we find that? Uh, it's, it's right on the town square. Great. And Francis, where does he put out his shingle? Uh, he he tends to uh, to sort of be somewhat transient in the way that he works. Uh, but I know that the, the city guard has him on uh, a retainer right now, just in case oh, anyone with, with Tarpus Pox comes through, he's uh, set to. 
still means we can probably speak with him and be fine. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for all of your help. One last... other thing, actually. Oh, yes. Since we are coming off the road, we are a little bit depleted on, on some uh, supplies. Do you have any healing potions or other things inside oh. we might be able to purchase? Absolutely. Come in. I appreciate it. Great. Yeah, let's do some potion shopping. Uh, how much did we get from the Knowles, by the way? 28 silver pieces, uh, 12 gold pieces, and 2 platinum pieces. Okay. I think, did we say that what we were going to do was split half of everything we find between the party and then put half in the treasury? Is that where we left it? I don't remember exactly. All I know is I, I added that to the total we had already. So it, at least with mine, I think it's 568 gold pieces and 2 platinum pieces, which I don't know the conversion on that. Uh, one platinum is ten gold. One gold is ten silver. Yeah. One silver is ten copper. So we effectively have thirty-two gold plus. Oh, I'm just saying for for, for the knolls. Let's just put the silver in the in the pot, but split the gold four ways. Does that seem reasonable to everybody? Sure. Like just so because we we need to each have some of our own personal money too. We're not mm-hmm. we're not communists. <laughs> so that leaves us with five sixty five in the gold okay. coffers for us. Everybody coming inside to to do some shopping. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you all come in. Uh, as you come in, posh uh, immediately just sort of like eight for each of us. Yeah, a uh, posh immediately huh? goes over to the bookcase and uh, and and like uh, brings Leapshin down. Just goes over and she's like, Liebchen, Liebchen, oh, you're so cute. Oh, yes, uh, come here, settle on my shoulders. And Liebchen just sort of like settles around her, her neck like a cat almost. Mm-hmm. Um, his his tail just sort of like goes around her neck like a necklace. And then his head is just sort of like up, looking around, seeing stuff. Olash, uh, I think this is your first time seeing a pseudo dragon, for sure. Makes you think of of uh, Karikdika just a little bit. Aww. Just a little bit. And uh, Valera, you you may want to you may be like putting up a front, like oh I've seen these these things before. I'm familiar with familiars. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> also a good episode title. <laughs> but you're still like might be a little shocked because mm-hmm. you've never actually seen one before. Mm-hmm. Um, but she uh, takes Liebchen with her over to the uh, the display case that she has out, and she goes, okay, so what is it that you are looking for? Well, obviously healing potions for one, if we have any of those. Yeah, but mm-hmm. anything else that, that might be useful. I mean, what have you got besides healing? Well, I've got uh, two standard portions of healing. I've got a greater healing portion. I've got uh, another one. This one's fun. I don't know if it'd be necessarily useful, but, you know, it could be interesting. You mm-hmm. never know what kind of situation you'll be in. I've got a portion of water breathing. Ooh. Um, and then I've got this magic rope. Uh, magic What's in... the magic rope? It's a rope of climbing. Mm. So it's a 60-foot uh, length of silk rope. Uh, that essentially, you can uh, animate using a command word, uh, and then it can uh, do all number of things. Let me tell you, having a having an animated rope is very useful. I can imagine. How much for those various things? Uh, the standard healing potions are 50 gold pieces. The greater healing potion is 150 gold pieces. The portion of water breathing is 180 gold pieces. The rope of climbing is 250. That's with our discount for our league, right? There is no discount. <laughs> Hamish gave us a discount. Hamish did a lot of things. Uh, having the Ori Stone is what allows you to shop here. Oh, oh I didn't. So he didn't make that like clear that. to us. Like, we, we got a discount of at least, what was it, like 15% or something? I didn't know. Some of us do things in different ways. Good I follow the rules. Good to know. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your accent there. <laughs> okay. So, team, uh, we're, we're all about the rules in this group. So, what, what would you like to purchase, if anything? 
I mean, we're headed to the mountains. I say the rope of climbing has got to be on that list, right? How much yeah, gold I do we have? Yeah, I want that rope. We have 565 gold pieces. Maybe the, the rope and both of the healing potions? There's three healing potions. Well, the greater healing potion is more expensive, though. Okay, it's I don't true. know if we can afford that. The other part is, if we go on this contract, Liori, we may need the potion of water breathing. Oh, because of the water above the trees? Yep. Hmm. So the rope of climbing is 250. Right. The two standard healing potions are 50 apiece, so that'd be 350. So we'd be down to... You'd be down to 205? 215. 215. Wait, I don't think we can afford all of it. Like... You can't afford all of it. No. If we got... You can afford either two healing potions and the rope and the greater healing potion, or the two healing potions, the rope, and the potion of water breathing. You can't get everything. Unless you guys want to throw in personal money. I'm... I say... I'm, I think we'd probably be good with the rope, the water breathing, and two of the standard healing potions. I mean, we also have other methods, of, other means of healing ourselves. We do. We do. Guys? Yeah. I mean, the water breathing seems a little... I mean, as I just said, it'd be nice if we're doing the contract, but we also can find other ways to breathe in our water. Uh, that's a... Uh, yeah, I feel like that's an all-purpose thing. I mean, not all-purpose, but it's, it's something where if we need it, it will need it, you know? I'm okay with that if the party's okay with spending the money. Mm-hmm. Sure. Team? All right, let's do it. Okay. You both were so enthusiastic on that. I didn't know. So, uh, 250, 300, 350 plus 180 uh, is, what, 530? Okay. So mark off 530 gold. 35 gold pieces left. Is there any armor? Uh, mm-hmm. No, I do not stock any armor. Most, uh, you you would know, most practitioners of the arcane arts do not bother with such things. Of it gets in the way of our spellcasting. Of course, of course. She was I think she was wondering if there was some kind of enchanted armor that yeah. wouldn't get in the way. We've yeah. been on the lookout for that. No, such such items are very rare. Well, thanks anyway. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, she opens up the display case, takes everything out, hands it over to you guys, takes the gold. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Hopefully uh, everything goes okay in your journey and you are certainly, you know, if you are able to take care of this contract for us, it'd be lovely. Are, are you staying in town for any period of time? I don't know if we are. Yeah, it depends think... on the information we get from uh, Francis and other people. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. um, if, you, uh, if you do decide to stay for, for any amount of time at all, really, uh, uh, Valera, was it? Yes. Valera, I would love to chat with you if you have a moment. I obviously I don't want to valet any of your companions at the moment, but, you know, if you are going to stay, uh, maybe come by later, we, we can chat. Sure, I'll see if I have time. <laughs> that would be lovely. Eel Dove has a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I didn't say it before, but I, and I will say it now. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's, Get to getting. Let's find some info. Yes. What do we think? Uh, Bard first or Francis first? What we could split uh, the party. Well, we don't know where Francis is. So. And a bard may know. Okay. So we'll head to the stark contrast. Is it okay with you guys? Or? Yeah. Yep. So you're just going to tote your wagon and all your animals and everything along with you? Might as well, right? Well, I just yeah, sure. I think because we're not planning on staying overnight here. We, we want to get on the road before Gorik's mind whammy wears off. I mean, Assuming hopefully they'll leave still... him gagged, but we don't know that they will. She, she may know. also have transported him somewhere else. And honestly, we probably don't want the Posh to talk too much to Ildov. Yeah. 
because oh. of your dream yeah. and all. Yep. What um what color was the flash when she went in the back room? Did we see or she was bright? Bright tinged with like a little blue. I wouldn't recognize the spell probably then, right? You're not proficient in Arcana, are you? I'm not. No. No. And it's, um, not a, it's not a religious spell. I would no. No. Okay, so we head for the stark contrast, I guess. Okay, so you head for the stark contrast. Uh, when you arrive there, uh, there's no there's no like hitching post or anything outside. It seems like. Uh, and you, you sort of like look around the the town square and you see that there's this town square. Essentially, the, the it's it's literally like one road that goes north-south and one road that goes east-west. And on each corner, one corner has an inn, this corner has an inn, this corner has an inn, this other corner has a general store. And none of them have hitching posts out in front of them. So you're kind of getting the feeling that like this public stable that you heard about is where like people come into town, they put their animals there. And they go about and do their business. Well, if you want, I'll stay with the animals. I'll hitch them to the wagon and I'll stay out here with them. Make sure nothing happens. Okay. If you're good with that. Yep. All right. So we head into the um, we head into the stark contrast. Okay. So you head into the stark contrast, and uh, that's where we'll pick up next time. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can hear the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Remember that message from up top? The one about reviews? Well, hopefully it's sunk in by now and you've written us a lovely review. But just in case you haven't, let this be a reminder that you can help other people discover us merely by reviewing the show. So help us out and grow the fam. You can go the extra mile by heading to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and supporting the show with some mean green. We've got all sorts of cool incentives, like an extra weekly podcast and an on-air shout-out written just for you, based on no information. And let us know if there's something else you'd like to see. We're trying to give you what you want, but a big part of that is you letting us know what you want. Get in touch on the social medias at IWVTCast or directly at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com and let us know. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can check out all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party searches crossroads for information on the location of Aja's tier. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. Puma Knife Production. <laughs> <laughs>